0: I cannot facepalm myself enough because if I were to say half of the shit that they say say forget never, it. We, we wouldn't get we wouldn't get away forget with it. it there's no need for an intro let's just get into episode 64 featuring my co-host the daughter of Lilith are you ready If you have reached this recording an error, please check the number and try your call again. I'm here with my co-host, the, the, the Daughter of me. Lilith. You know when we collaborate, we bring you some epic episodes. Let's go.
1: when to sit the fuck down, shut
0: up and listen. That's the thing. Like, and 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 in recent events, and when I say recent, the last oh, like week, there's been shit coming oh, out of the woodwork. Uh, yeah, yes. the slap heard across, like around the world. I'm sorry. Like the amount of white people chiming oh, in. And I'm even. like, you I don't need to sit the fuck <laughs> I'm down. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm just like, listen i am half black and i had my opinions which i shared amongst friends yeah but yeah. i did not voice them in public because you know what i it's not my place it's not my damn place to say a damn thing on my public like platforms i'm not going to say anything because it's not my place now i i did share some stuff that others were you know putting you know uh sharing their thoughts on but i did not and, and again this is I can water it down to black bodies. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I, that, I don't have any comment to say about that. It, it's not my place. Even Except as a BIPOC- We are
0: in 2022 and we should stop making freaking jokes at the expense of other people's bodies, illnesses, conditions, no. whatever it is. Keep your jokes out of that space, period. Why are we still in 2022 and making fun and of I- people? I don't, I don't understand. Why are we commenting? Why you know what it's just this
1: it's such a good point, Krisa, that you're bringing up. it's like why are we still thinking and finding quote unquote it hilarious and acceptable to poke at someone's body
0: yeah well, you know what how, I mean like why are we making jokes on people's appearance people's conditions people's whatever like why are we still why because it's and it's, it's simple so- it's the easiest way of 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 getting a few laughs and it's like come on now people come on so if ki- but this is a thing right so if kids grow up hearing this and seeing it and seeing it yeah. it's
1: okay for me to treat ex-black student a certain way because yeah. well you know they're adults and they should they should know better they're fucking 12 yeah <laughs> they're children i know. the f- you brought up a really good point of you know Bipoc parents having to sit down with their kids and having very, very different conversations than parents. White parents with white kids, right? Yep. Yep. And I'm not including white parents who have had black, who have black children, Mm -hmm. or minority children. Um, you almost have to ask your bipoc child to renounce to certain human reactions. Yep. In order to stay safe. Yep. Yep. They're not living. They're they're surviving in certain parts. Exactly. States they're it not is. living
0: no it's it is it's a survival it, yes absolutely and
1: that again is something that I want everyone to sit with and be uncomfortable with and try to realize how it, it's beyond ticking boxes and saying let's create safe spaces it starts with
0: you yeah you need
1: to be a safe space for someone
0: yeah. you need to really work
1: on those biases that we have
0: and and we as BIPOC also have biases that we are trying to unlearn. Yeah. We are unlearning them, trying to unlearn them. At least we are trying things that make us uncomfortable. We yeah. sit with it. We, we try to understand it. We research it. We get the point, yeah. like, you know, and we really try our best to change certain behaviors, certain thought patterns. We try, hundred you know, a
1: hundred percent. And that's the thing. We're going to make
0: mistakes, that- but we try and that and it's and mistakes
1: are gonna happen and i think that this is the danger of cancel culture and all of these shit like yeah cancel culture should be reserved for the absolute necessary like motion and even then i'd be like i can oh. name a
0: few podcasters that i just feel like <laughs> Oh my God! I can name a few politicians. You. I could. Um, I'm just. I'm just because I'm in the podcasting industry here, ah. and I'm like, let me tell you something. There are a few podcasters out there that I'm thinking, why did we ever give the cisgendered white male a yeah. microphone? Yeah. Why are we giving the microphones? I'm like, are you bringing they any value? These. Th-
1: they they have have the world
0: pla- like the world stage is their whole platform. You need to no. get them a microphone.
1: Here's here's the thing about white dudes that I really <laughs> just need them to understand: your dick is not a microphone.
0: I just it's just a small, flaccid white dick energy that you're bringing to the table. It's, oh my god, I'm just like. I don't understand how a white. this is okay. People are going to be like, you're man haters at this point. You know what? I really don't care what you think. They're but- going to be
1: like you're white men haters and yeah, it's like, yeah, we're oh, white men haters. And I'll be
0: to- like, realize what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? You, you are so mediocre, but because you are white and you are male, you are privileged and you don't even get like, you can be so mediocre and you are oh, still God. so privileged. Fuck. Like I, I'm telling you, like you can, be- and I'm just uh, sitting in disbelief thinking, God, it's just- oh my god like where what happened you're so mediocre yet you're so privileged that you get to say whatever you want and it's okay
1: I you know what the word mediocre has become my favorite thing lately I'm just like this is mediocre why am I settling yeah do you know what I mean like I just
0: I will blatantly call out I feel like I should make a t-shirt t-shirt and like on my big ass tits, on my big BIPOC tits here, say like white flaccid dick energy, not okay, or not acceptable or something. Like I want to plaster it on these big titties of mine. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's, it's
1: rampant in our, in our fucking age cohort. You know what I mean? Like it's guys in their late thirties and like late forties are just like, holy fucking shit.
0: It's, I just don't like I'm sitting what? here and I'm thinking I cannot, I cannot facepalm myself enough because if I were to say half of the shit that they say, say Forget never, it. We, we wouldn't get, we wouldn't get away Forget with it. it. We would ne- we would not get away with it. I mean, I know we're saying a lot as is and uh, right now, but I mean, we're calling it out. We're calling it out. Y'all have to be accountable for yourself. Listen, we hold ourselves accountable
1: hold yourself accountable then too you gotta hold yourself
0: accountable. if we're holding ourselves accountable then you need to start holding yourself accountable for your behavior which is what worries me about certain
1: instances right because when you work in the educational system and you see oh man you see the future up close and personal right do you know know what I
0: I find fascinating is that you can see it as a student I mean you know you were a student mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And now you see it as an educator and also being in this environment, you know, yeah. um, and you see it like I saw it for a few years where you're continuously seeing it and stuff like that. And it's, it's gotta be fascinating. Like, I just, I would be it like, is. I don't know. I think I would be in shock all the time. I'd be like, what the hell's is happening?
1: There's, there's moments of great hope and there's moments of, you know, we're doomed. It gives you, you know, it gives you a lot of, of, of hope and you're just like, thank God. And then there's moments where you're just like, okay, they need a little bit of a gauge check. And then there's things that you're like, it's
0: we're doomed folks. I can't
1: can't even touch this. I think a lot of it has to do, and I hate to drag parents into this, but I'm going to hold parents, especially white parents responsible, hold your kids accountable,
0: call them out on their bullshit, call them out on their bullshit. That's what what parents, a lot of parents though are afraid. A lot of parents don't want to be their kid's enemy. Like they don't, they want to be liked by their kids. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you are a parent. You are not meant to be liked by your children. I'm sorry. You're just not. So hold them accountable, please.
1: I would also ask white parents how many BIPOC kids they have over. Do you know what I mean? Like when they, like in the sense of like 4th of July parties or Friday afternoons hanging out with kids, like how many how many kids of color have you exposed yourself to with your children? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, how many are also
0: within that neighborhood, within exactly. that town, and stuff like? Because we that have to think about that also.
1: Exactly. It. Yeah. My yeah. thing is, is like where I am at. I'm like, it's gonna be very rare to find. Yeah. There's a bigger Confederate flag person ratio than there is of, you know, Confederate flag people than there is to like white person. BIPOC person yeah it's ridiculous yeah um the initial reaction when you start seeing BIPOC people move into predominantly white neighborhoods the first reaction is kind of like oh well here we go like do you know what I mean and you know what that means it's yeah. like all of a sudden like you're going to lose value in your house like that you is start looking at people suspiciously again, Suspicious. it's the threat it's the threat of yeah. a BIPOC body yeah it's the threat of a BIPOC how dare
0: they come into our space
1: whoa (laughs) whoa yeah it's what
0: space what this belongs to you no that's the thing that's (laughs) the thing they they live in this world of like no no no. this is all my no no motherfuckers you are on stolen land he needs to move the fuck out okay I just I can't I that's where I'm at but do you know, I wanted to bring up the the, the topic of, so uh, as you know, many of you might know that my mom passed about three years ago, but anyway, my mother, the way she was raised in a very Catholic, <laughs> very Catholic family in the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, so you can only imagine, all right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, I don't even want to go into that, but she grew, it, you know, it's funny, I can, I can talk to you about what it is to live in Cyprus or the Cypriot mentality and people still won't get it until they visit me and they're like, what the hell's happening? And it's the same with Martinique, right? Um, because a person in Mar- from Martinique, outside of Martinique is completely different to a person inside of the yes. country, right? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> There is a certain thought process. There's there's a lot. Right. Um, so if none of you or many of you might not know, Martinique is considered. I mean, it's changed status over the years, but it is considered like an overseas region of France, meaning we are still under the French Republic. Unfortunately, the colonizers and uh, and don't think that it's like this whole thing of you have a French passport. Trust me, I want to renounce it because I'm fed up with France at this point. But anyway, that's a, another issue for another day. <laughs> Um, so my mom grew up between Martinique and French Guyana and <clears throat> my great aunties who died at the age of 100 and 101 and stuff like that they were very you know very we also make
1: sure that we live forever so I know, pretty
0: much just to be a thorn <laughs> in your asses <laughs> but, like, they had this thing of like so as you know, my mom was 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 black from the Caribbean. But, you know, OK, fair enough. God knows the mixtures anyway. um, And so she grew up in the sense of you had to be accompanied. If you went to a party as a girl, yeah. you had to be accompanied by a chaperone. If you went to the movies, you had to have a chaperone. There was no such thing as fucking dating unless the yeah. family was of the same, you know, your status as your family. So you and every and even then you were still frowned upon <laughs> if you were working class it's like what is this no 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 we don't go for working class in this house it's yeah. like oh my how dare you be working class how dare you you know and but one of the things was the way that they dressed now granted my mom was born in nineteen forty so the style of the 50s and 60s yeah. it started getting a little bit tighter some of the the styles and stuff like that especially you know because of Hollywood and all this, it was just the style was getting, you know. But one of the things that my great aunts would do was like, you cannot show your curves. And my mom, up to practically the time that she passed, was not into showing her body. She had to cover her body. You did not show your curves, right? As a Black woman, you do not show your curves.
1: But it was also a survival thing too.
0: I'm thinking it's do from you know the remnants I of slavery. I'm thinking it's like you do not 100%. want to bring attention. You do not want to bring yeah. attention to yourself as a black woman on this, on a mat, like on on a on a slave master's plantation. Yeah. It's a, they're a little bit different. We had like rum plantations and stuff like that in Martinique, sugarcane plantations. This is what we you know in the Caribbean. It's this right? And my ancestors, yeah. I am uh, a descendant of of slaves. Um, on my mama's side, uh so it was that it was you have to protect yourself, do yeah. not show your curves, do not ever show your curves and I'm wondering if it is it is it that and also the mix of the Catholic upbringing, but as a black person, it is a thing of survival because yes. guess what, folks <laughs> guess what mm, you know I'm not gonna go into that it, is- but you you know what would happen, you know
1: you know that is such.
0: fuck I could talk about this for fucking hours
1: um it's such a good question because if we think about it Catholicism was also oppressive as fuck do you know what I mean especially for women yes of course it was it's it's a colonizer's tool of course absolutely absolutely and I have a huge issue with the Catholic church. Listen, and- I have a
0: huge issue with an institution that is built on <laughs> genocide, rape, like forced conversion. Don't get me started I'm, on it. Like I'm I am, don't wild, even. But
1: okay, and, I that
0: too, I mean, there's so much,
1: so much. I, I, right, I mean, yeah. it's 2022 and the Pope still believes that my role as a woman is to breed. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, like I just, I can't, I fucking, I can't deal with this shit. Like I just fucking can't deal with this shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. Cause if you, if you don't mind, I'm going to share the context of my family from mm-hmm. what I know is obviously, you know, secreti, secreti, right? Like yeah. the, family, the
0: family secrets, you don't air them out, but know, yeah, whatever. I like, <laughs> you know I always family. air out my family secrets. I'm like, how dare you judge me when you, when you like, are yeah. no better, like, and
1: the thing is, is
0: I, and again, I, because of
1: where I live, right. Everybody's either Italian or Irish or Portuguese. Like yeah. that's what they consider themselves. And I'm like, you have Irish portuguese or italian heritage mm-hmm. but unless you actually immerse yourself in the culture yeah just you know be mindful that a lot of people native of those lands would know the context and the history especially in the brutal history of italy and, and ireland <laughs> in political contexts
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah you're just american
0: <laughs> yeah that's American. how they say that's the thing you can be but that's what you are at the end of the day you're American, <laughs> like, you you're, are, just American.
1: That's, you're just American American. do you know what I mean like just yeah. be proud of being American that's exactly it. um in the te- I mean Guatemala was a slave port mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and we obviously had we have the indigenous communities yeah there is something about our bodies that for some reason justifies such violence. And I'm not saying that white women don't experience it in any way, shape, or form. But what I'm talking now about is the the actual men of our communities. Femicide Mm -hmm. is rampant. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. Last time I checked as of maybe 2020 is that by the end of today, 112 women... In Mexico alone, will be murdered. Yeah. So, in Mexico, all of Mexico, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's one of those things where I'm just like,
0: it's like I said, we have like this death sentence, like smack on our foreheads for being born. If it's not, Women. if it's
1: not "quote unquote" the white man, it is our men. Yes, but we're raising these men, so I'm yes. not I don't know what's yeah what's going on. Um, this idea, the Catholicism idea. I'm not Catholic, but I grew up in a predominantly Catholic country, the idea of either you're the whore or the mother, but you can't be a woman, right? Like you can't be just, you're not allowed to be a female. Yeah. Um, the hard, the exploitative work that women have to do, um, that some men have to do as well in our communities. Mm -hmm. It's just the trafficking of children for pedo, like pedophilia, pedophile rings and nobody is really alarmed by this
0: can I just say that those amber alerts go up pretty quick when it is a white child and And again it's not to take Uh, away it's not to take away because child trafficking is child trafficking but those amber alerts go freaking up pretty quick for those white children whereas for BIPOC I don't know the statistics I should have checked it they would say oh but they're going to come home later wait a few hours or wait a couple of days or, they, or they're very quick
1: at assuming that you have a drug problem that you're yes, a prostitute exactly. or that you Do yeah. so you know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, I'm assumptions and fire. prejudices
0: made, I mean, are just are, you know, but those Amber alerts, let me tell you, they go up pretty quick for, for our white counterparts here. Let and me in just say
1: America. And I'm sure that it, you see it too, as well in Martinique, right. And maybe we can close with this if you want. It's the fact that Whereas in the U.S., I feel it's very race based. I feel like in our communities, it's very class based.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: If you are from upper middle class, man, the world will flip backwards to make sure that you're okay. Of course. That you're, you're returned home safely, and that's not minimizing the violence that does happen in middle class, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very yep. different type of violence. Yeah. Um, but in the forgotten communities of of poor people, of the people who live in shanties, like. Yep
0: nothing they are the first ones this is where you know it comes like like this is this this is the sad thing about it right is that I'm going to take for example the thing of Afghanistan right what's happening in Afghanistan as well as we know the Taliban of course they're not letting girls be educated even though their girls are being educated overseas and everything and taken well care of right but uh my ex who was from Afghanistan, he was like, you know, contraception is not, it is non-existent, right? Um, you have children, you have a lot of children. He told me one of his cousins had 17, the other one had 20, Jesus. you know, another one had 20. And he's like, They're like animals. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. And he's like, not only that, but if an older man comes and says, you know what, I'll give you so much per month for your child who's extremely underage. I mean, I, 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 we're talking about, you know, child brides, practically. I oh, will give God. you, a, you know, I will give you even $50 a month, $20 for, for them. It is so much that, of course, they sell their children. They ha- they, they're to the point of where they are facing starvation. I mean, already Afghanistan is facing starvation. And by the end of this day, like hundreds of, ch- of, of, of Afghan children will be dying. Because they are' in, in a situation at this point, but um there it's rampant child brides, it's rampant selling your children because you have so many children as is, and you cannot provide for them. It's something that happens every single day, and I know for a fact that in the states also child marriages are legal in a few of the states, but they happen they happen
1: they, they happen they happen. And-
0: you think that it's some third world country shit, but guess what? It happens also in the United States, folks. Like, this is, you know, it's not only like what you call third world yeah. country problems. No, it's happening in the well, United States as well. To be
1: honest with you, at the rate that things are going here with healthcare and whatnot, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure coming from experience of living in a third world country, it's getting there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still better in some areas, but yeah. if you asked me today where are you going to raise your child uh not here
0: <laughs> can I just say I wouldn't like I ooh, I wouldn't even know what country I would say I would raise my child in. no because Canada also has issues Canada used Canada. to be a joke right like oh Canada Canada the the land of A's and God knows what you know what yeah. I mean and hockey and so no 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 y'all y'all have and you know I have a lot of like uh, listeners from Canada hey Canada <laughs> But let me tell you, no, seriously, it is it is a problem like at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 and stuff like that. I just recently found out that the number one search in Greece. So Greece, I mean, I'm in Cyprus, but okay, fair enough. In Greece, the number one search. So it goes to show how violence has escalated um, in households. One of the main searches on Google in Greece was how do I beat my girlfriend without leaving marks like without leaving that
1: fucking disgusting
0: that was the number one searches from no. 2020 to 2021 that's like and I'm just like and you can google this like this is not yeah us making this it is up. just like, not making it up like these are things we'll that are happening up. around yeah. the world yeah you know it's not that again we're trying to make you know our white counterparts feel bad it's understand where we're coming from because there's a lot of shit that happens there's the violence that we get from white people that we Mm -hmm. experience and then within our own community and within our like you said the daughter of Lilith within our own communities the the violence that happens towards us as women
1: it's it's definitely a lot of things to talk about maybe a potential series of what we can do but this
0: is (laughs) Can I say that one of the things that I like we got, there's like this 26 page paper and that was just one of them that I had.
1: Same, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I, I have, I, I, have I have. stuff everywhere. Let me Let me be very honest. I have classes that ask me to print like 60 page documents and I'm like, no, but for this, I'm like, yes.
0: Here we you know, go. And, I, and we didn't even touch done. on a lot of the stuff in here, but one of the things, you know, the things that we find innocent enough you know when we're talking about hypersexualization, even yeah. the things that are we find innocent enough are not innocent. For example, no. in an article, this is apart from this one that I have here. And it was the article of parenting science: the sexualization of girls, how pop culture harms our kids. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. So they bring different examples of you know how uh, young girls are are hypersexualized. One of them, they talked about this uh, photo editorial in Paris Vogue.
1: Um, oh yeah,
0: that portrays. Uh, Well, that portrayed the pre-adolescent girls um, that are heavily made up and looking like femme fatales, for one. Uh, Another one is the clothes and underwear marketed for preschoolers and elementary kids with slogans such as eye candy and wink, wink. Ew. 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 Exactly. Oh, God. Uh, the other thing was the fashion dolls so apart from Barbie which let's not even talk about it we're talking about brats and stuff like that where they're they're wearing clothes that are not age appropriate right on these brat dolls and stuff like that brats whatever I
1: remember and I and again I put to our context we were the ones that saw the birth of Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears Britney Spears
0: yes the blonde uh,
1: we also had um what, what was it Brave, ashley,
0: brandy? brandy and uh, ashley simpson and
1: all of these which you're movies. bringing on
0: uh, i'm trying to think of alia alia uh-huh. yes oh my god Aaliyah. let's not even get into alia and that child that, that child yes Trump, that no. child no In, let's not even and and the man until what was it two three years ago was not held accountable yeah. all these years let's be honest you know because we again we talked about this of how we put these artists up on a pedestal and they get away with a lot of shits that the average joe let's say would not get away with well they do yeah. but you know you know what i mean
1: and this is the thing because it's interesting to study <laughs> britney spears and alia right yeah. um because i honest to god i'm not gonna shit on britney like the whole
0: She went through her own, she went through a fuck ton of shit. And And it's. You
1: know what? Again, we shamed her when she shaved her head. I knew that something was wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? But
0: we mocked her. The world mocked her and said, What the hell? Like, we were just mocking her. Like, we just see that picture of the crazy, crazy eyed Britney Spears running after a photog, you know?
1: And I don't know. And again, I know that I'm going to ruffle feathers. Maybe I'm going to ruffle your feathers, Carissa. I apologize, but we can always have a conversation yes um but I don't know if Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera at the end of the day ended up being the feminist icons that we needed I have a huge problem with I'm gonna do what with whatever I want with my body if it's coming from a place of but I want the male gaze
0: but that's the whole thing. That was at that time, even with the Ashley Simpsons, because she was at that time too, it yeah. was that catering to the, it's always that. It's catering to the male gaze. You are 15, 16 years old and you are catering to that. This is, our life is for that, to cater to the male gaze.
1: This is, And this is where I feel, I feel like social media completely failed the feminist movement as well. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. now we have girls and I'm going to use girls as an example, girls pose in these really sort of sexy poses or skimpy clothes. And I'm fine with that. If you want to do that, rock the shit out of it and own it, like I'm here for it and I'll support you. Why though? Why do you feel like you need to put that out there? What, what is the reason? Is it because you want the likes? Is it because you want people to approve of you? Is it because you fucking look good, you know, you look good and you want people to look at you like a, like a painting in a gallery and admire you. Like there's many reasons why, right? I think there's many reasons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that as long as you're not, but this is where the male gaze gets tricky because it's like, oh, but you're putting it out there for me.
0: So are you appreciating the person who they are as a human being? Well, they don't really get to know that person. They just—I mean, no. here in the in context of social media, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, except yeah. If it's exactly. video, it's just a picture. They're not going to get to know.
1: I mean, that's my—that's yeah. where I'm. That's my issue with social media right now because now I am looking at kids who were in a pandemic for two years. Mm. This is—they're already, let's say, sophomores. In you know, in college, so they didn't really have a high school experience and they really haven't had a college experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't know how to interact with each other. Like they go on Snapchat, which I apparently have four Snapchats
0: that I've quit because I was like, I don't even know what to do or how to use this shit. I never I tried once and I'm like, what is this? But anyway, yeah. But you'll talk to them and they'll
1: be like, oh no, we're just flirting with each other. And I'm like, how are you flirting through Snapchat? I need Mm. to understand. And again, this is me, my age, right? I'm like, how do you flirt in Snapchat? And uh, they're like, no, we don't even know each other in person. (laughs) I'm like, this is fascinating. And this has opened a new can of worms.
0: This is kind of venturing into the dating world. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, it's the human communication, you know, that's the thing. But K- kids, kids today, they don't understand how we used to communicate without all this. We actually used to communicate. They will never understand how we used to communicate without a freaking self. Like they don't get that. Do you remember
1: the rotary phones that if we dialed the number wrong, we'd have to hang up, hang and, up then and
0: yes, up the and the,
1: call again? Yes, and, and we'd then we have to do it in front of everyone in the house, so we couldn't really talk. Or we would have to lock ourselves in the bathroom and be like. (laughs) Or you remember the
0: cord was so damn long. Like it was stretched to the limit. I'm going to sneak out at like nine. (laughs) Okay, I'll see you there. Like I'll see you at the corner of so-and-so. There was no way if somebody, this is the thing. There was no way of knowing if that person was waiting for you at that corner. That sounds dodgy as fuck. But you know what I mean? Like we had no way of knowing. We had to wait. We had to wait. You know what I mean? Oh my
1: God.
0: It's like or we have to always
1: up and not have
0: maps. Like you yes. have to really navigate. Yeah, like they would tell they would give you actual directions and you're just like turn left after the third right. <laughs> or you would always have to have change or a card. Like, you know, change or a card to like call from a public phone. (laughs) And you would and you you remember, you know what? I don't remember phone numbers anymore. Back in the day, I had to remember at least three phone numbers. Now I'm like, I don't know.
1: And the only number that I remember is my parents house because it hasn't changed in over like 30 years. So that's the only reason why I know my parents phone number. Otherwise, I'd be fucked.
0: I mean, at the end of the day it's not my parents house I would call cuz I would have to figure my own shit out cuz I would not want to <laughs> wanna deal with my parents let me just be honest even if I <laughs> no, was at the point I'm lucky of, enough I oh, yeah. no I would not, I, no my parents made me like understand that you you have to figure out your sh- you got yourself into it you will figure yourself like that out is, that's that's it. fucking
1: awesome that was me in my 20s but now at 38 I'll be like
0: oh yeah no I, I I'm just like oh got to How do you do this in the in the oven <laughs> I'm just Google searching it and I'm like, screw it. Like, I'm not going to even ask. Like, there's I no freaking way. Tell me. <laughs> I want to do it like my mom does it. Damn it. Oh my God. I miss my mom's everything. But I mean, especially her cooking. I'm just like, you know what I miss the most? This is sad to say. One of the things I miss of my mom, there was a particular way she would make the bed. I swear <sighs> to God, I wish. Like, uh, it was just like you would slip into it and you're like, mom made this. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're one of those things where you're like, mom made this. You feel it. You know it because it's the way she would tuck things in. And I've tried so many times and I'm just like, never mind. I give up. Like, I don't know. One of the things, you know how we were mentioning these white girls? (laughs) Like, I just have to say, (laughs) so sorry. So sorry. Do you remember? And this is again about the male gaze. And this is through movies. I mean, you see it throughout. I wanted to bring up the topic of Brooke Shields really Ooh, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke Shields, when she, came, when she was in um, the Blue Lagoon back in 1980, she was 14 years old. And she granted, the nude scenes were not her. They were the stunt double whatever. It was a uh, 32-year-old. It's, it's, it's implying that it's her. If you remember the CK ad, this is where we had a conversation, you and me, as adults, we should know better. In the CK ad... She was 15 years old. What did she say? Now, when I first heard the tagline of that CK ad, there's nothing that comes between me and my Calvins. That's the the line. For me, in my mind, at the time, I thought nothing of it. And I didn't understand the explosion. Like, why was it such a big thing? Like, I didn't get it, right? Because I didn't sexualize it in that sense. Mm -hmm. And even she said... In a Vanity Fair article, she's like, I didn't think it meant that. So you're surrounded by adults. You're a 15-year-old child. You are surrounded by adults, and they make you say that you are innocent because you are not seeing it from the mind of a pervert. Um, Because she even said, she's like, well, it sounded like if I said nothing comes between me and my sister like you know there's nothing that would come behind not the fact that you know so again even her lot like her seeing she didn't understand what was wrong and it was banned in a few countries because of the suggestiveness of it
1: this is you know what that's that's a really good point because Brooke Shields I have a lot of respect for her I think Mm -hmm. that she was very open about postpartum depression and all these things needing you know mental uh, health Um, care and whatever at
0: the time when it wasn't this this huge thing yeah
1: and even Tom Cruise attacked her and whatever
0: another white man and his privilege don't sir don't let's not even get into it
1: he needs to just sit down (laughs) Uh, do you know what I mean like that's what he's like a chihuahua
0: you know and it's like he's this little and he just barks
1: I just can't um I wonder if we had given that to a black girl or a Latina, mm-hmm. how that, how the world would have reacted. And by world, I mean the US. Yeah. Because I feel like then that would have been like, how dare she be so suggestive? Like, that is.
0: I'm like, trying what to think, have CK, and this is just out of my mind. I cannot think of any Latina or like black person or indigenous person, maybe recently, I don't know, because I'm not, you know, in the ads, back in the day also, with the CK okay. ads, can you think of anyone? wasn't
1: I'm not Naomi s- one of But the wasn't kids. Naomi
0: more in like the 90s at the time of the Amazonian oh, yeah. women you know what i mean oh, like maybe. you know and what i, I mean i can't think of anything i can think of grace jones but that's something where grace jones you see her more as an androgynous
1: oh she's like she's oh fucking gorgeous
0: that like honestly oh i am God. like you can, I don't know, you just destroy me and I'll be okay with it. You know what I mean? Um, Pretty much. But I'm, and I'm I thinking, say thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just trying to think of what, like Raquel Welsh? And she's very much white passing yeah. Raquel Welsh. Um, nothing against Raquel Welsh. Absolutely no, gorgeous. No, no, no. Like, but I mean, she is very white passing. I know?
1: don't, I, that's a good point. I don't know. Because it wouldn't, no, Iman wasn't in the, in the CK.
0: No, moment, Iman was more of the 670s she was very popular in the 70s but again I can't think or even Tyra about, Banks it's in the 90s like I'm trying 90s. to think of all like because CK was very well known like for example Kate Moss was another huge icon that was in the, the CK ads but they
1: even praised her for looking very young and very waifey.
0: yes, I mean? yes. And that's
1: when the whole issue of the the heroine chic body of the 90s underdeveloped yes. And that yes. is and again, when you are like you said very early on, the majority of us, at least in our generation, in our yeah. cohort, let's say,
0: yeah, you we develop. develop
1: quick and not small either. Do you know what I mean? A lot of us, especially those of us you and I who are extremely mixed. We
0: have. I would not have been able. I mean, not that I would have, but I would have not been able to get away. Like, I mean, no. you know, like no. uh, you know, no. K no. Moss I've holding worked. my little yeah. my little peaches in my hands. Like, I had I had big. To- I mean, I have big ones now, but then they still wouldn't have fit in my hand. Like, I think it just made you feel bad already, body image wise, because you're like, why you can, can I not be much. that thin? Yep. Why can I not look like this white girl with the you know straight hair and she's just so small, and that's praised? Whereas here, you know, we're just taking shape and we got shapes, you know. So weird, yeah. It's
1: so weird, and it's always down to the male gaze. What do the top ten men? With flaccid dick energy, say that's attractive. It's they f- shape everybody to understand that as attractive.
0: The thing is, there was a return to the Blue Lagoon in 1991.
1: I remember that, yeah.
0: And that's with Mila Jovovich. Now, Mila Jovovich, I yeah. believe, is Ukrainian origin. Um, she was in that movie 15 years old. So we're seeing a kind of okay, Brooke uh-huh. Shields, 14 here we have mila jovovich you know 15 years old and this is in 1991 it's not even okay not that i'm saying the 80s were so but there's an 11 year difference between these two movies and it seems that not much had and changed we still
1: have that, like we still have that in the on the disney channel like we had we had girls that were supposed to be innocent and pure and american and wholesome and at the same time there was always that sexual undertone for the older creepy people that wanted to look at these young girls
0: do you know what i mean but we see it today in the sense of a lot of these these shows that are yeah. supposed to be teenagers um you know and it's like we they are talking
1: about Dawson's creek yeah yeah
0: and there you you feel like you can relate to a certain yeah. because people are dressed like we were dressed right i see yeah. teenage teenage shows today where yeah. actors are 20 30 years old and i'm like what are you wearing and when are you studying? Because you're all having like snorting Coke, having your freaking parties. Are you not studying? How are you dressed? Like, I don't like. And this is where it puts pressure on teenagers to hypersexualize themselves, to yeah, and hyper- up. And
1: almost hypersexual their experiences as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that people would normalize the fact that I didn't drink really. Well, we grew up in cultures where drinking was like a normal thing, right? Like you, I wasn't shy from seeing a bottle of wine at the dinner table.
0: No, they gave it to us from a very young age, like a wine watered down, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. same
1: with with coffee, right? Like you would get watered down coffee and whatever, like Mm -hmm. stupid shit like that. I just, to say that I was having,
0: first of all, I didn't have sex until way later. Um, I think we need to normalize because that's something uh-huh. like in Dawson's Creek they normalize it until quite late, yeah. You know to wait, except one character, you know whatever. But like in the yeah, sense yeah. of, but now today it's like, well you're you're in uh, you're a freshman you should be like having freaking I don't know gangbangs practically and it's like n- n- no that's not When I no. hear that when I hear that eighth graders are having sex
1: that's when I raise my eyebrows and I'm like I'm sorry that's thirteen. At thirteen I had braces and I was listening to Hanson. Like thank I, you yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. I was like, I, I definitely was not sucking dick. That's,
0: <laughs> I can I can definitely assure you that that's not what was happening. That's not what was happening with me either. Definitely listening to Hanson, having an experience. Do you remember the whole thing with Jenko jeans? Because they were a huge thing in the late 90s, Jenko jeans, especially in the States. So those Americans that were with us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In Mexico, they yeah. were obsessed with their Jenko jeans. So, any of you who remember Jenko jeans, like let me know. <laughs> you know what
1: we're talking about. Exactly. No, but that's the thing and I just I mean, we had comidas, we had tardeadas, but there was yes. very little alcohol involved and we never I I don't remember the group of people that I hung out with getting super messy.
0: Oh no, super messy no, but we were drinking beer and stuff like that. Like oh, no. I remember at the comidas, like the ones that I went to. Oh, no. Like well, sure, I, I was, I was, I was bruising it up. Absolutely, oh, we we were, and we felt so cool because we were also <laughs> smoking
1: cigarettes. And oh we my felt, god, yes, we felt so cool. Oh
0: my we didn't god, we did
1: touch drugs. We were smoking and we were drinking, that's, and the things like, yeah. and with like a beer and a half, we were like, oh, that's that's too much, right? Um, <laughs> but or more. But the point is, is that again this idea that you have to have sex immediately yeah or like and and this is I feel like this is where everybody kind of overlaps there's this tremendous pressure that you must have sex yeah in high school because yeah. if you don't have it that's it you'll never
0: you'll never ever have sex yeah that's <laughs> like, the only chance that's the window that's that the you window. have an opportunity <laughs> take it and do it you're like Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and to say, okay, listen, like I knew I was one who did uh, lose my virginity once when, when I was still in high school. Yeah, yeah. Try not to say so that just in case people are listening, but like, well, I know that my <laughs> audience is listening, but in the house that is. Um, yeah. But, you know, in the sense of I did lose it in my later teens, but still in high school, you know? And so like, but it was it the pressure of it. I just wanted to, get, in all honesty, I just wanted to get it over and done with. That's it. That's how I used to see, you know, that was my distorted image of things. But I can tell you this, my my late teens and my 20s were catering. I'm not going to lie to the male gaze. Absolutely living to cater to the male gaze. Like, even to the point of where I would dumb myself down so I wouldn't intimidate, right? And if I spoke of something... I was actually... Yeah. I was, if I said something, it would be like, wow, you're pretty intelligent. And I'm thinking, wait, what? Like, it's not like we were having this intellectual conversation, but I would drop something, drop, I don't know, whatever the hell I would say. And it would be like, wow, you're pretty intelligent for your age. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I'm supposed to keep it stupid. Okay. You know? And it's like that kind of like, those kind of comments made me think, well, I have to be stupid because you're going to be intimidated and I don't want to push you away. Whereas now I'm like, I don't give two shits and I'm not interested in you. So, you know,
1: I I feel like when it comes to who I had a very hard time understanding who I was in my body. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, it's all these complexities and whatnot when it comes to on, you have one foot in the United States. So you have to play the role of the exotic one because that is what they want you to be like you are. Mm-hmm. So this is when I'm talking in the youth, right? Like when I was mm-hmm. younger, Mm-hmm. College years when I was here, so my mm-hmm. early like from ages nineteen because I took a gap year and traveled, so like from nineteen to like twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. those were like the college years. I at that time there was something called suicide girls, and oh it my god, was, I remember yeah, yes. the alternative girls with like piercings and tattoos, and it was kind of like soft core porn and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is by the grace of God <laughs> that I didn't end up in that venue because it was pretty much headed in that direction now that I come in hindsight right like (laughs) I remember that when I got here I used to dye my hair really black I don't know if you remember like the sharp bob that like very Uma Thurman-esque that I used to have like it was very sharp and it was like I dyed my hair really black and I would wear like that gothy makeup and I got my first tattoo at 21 and and then it started just progressing from there. And people wanted to, people started objectifying what my body was looking at that point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember that I had a, I was a frat kid's dream. Like for some reason I was that like dangerous exotic body that they wanted to experience. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, there was exoticism (laughs) and, um, one of them actually said, he's like, you're so, and I remember, and I remember this imprinted in my head. Cause that's what words do to you. And he's like, fuck me. You could be a suicide girl if you wanted to had mm-hmm. you looked into that. And I remember checking them out and I was like, I thought the women were gorgeous. And I was, yeah. I was flattered that he thought that I could be that
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't at any point concerned with what is he trying to imply
0: yeah what is he
1: trying to say what is he because he then progressed to say if you ever want to take pictures I can take pictures and that was for me like I'm out like that I wasn't naive enough to not know what that was right
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: but then you use your body as a tool to get things Uh, and I uh, did I I certainly
0: did I certainly did absolutely absolutely there was
1: A moment. And I'm sure that you can relate to this too, that when we learned how to play our body, there was nothing we couldn't get. Do you know what I mean? If we really want to get you,
0: we know how to get you. Oh my God, did I? Oh Lord, did you know, looking back, I'm like, oh God, what kind of human being were you, Carissa? Like, I look back and I'm like- oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like the babe. amount of like, oh God, the amount of- oh, oh,
1: hmm. But deep like, down, I'm a behavior. fucking nerd. Do you know what I mean? Deep down, I was a girl that like snuck out to go see Rage Against the Machine and got slammed against the fucking like, Damn. you know, stage. Like, I wasn't this. I wasn't what these men wanted me to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought that I could use my body to be what they wanted me to be. Mm-mm-mm. And it was a very hard thing to unlearn and be like, no, but who do I want to be? Yeah. And
0: that's, I think that was my the adventures of the 20s, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, it's, it's only in my thirties now. Like I do not care. like I'm always someone growing up. I loved my baggy, everything, everything was baggy. And again, it comes from the things of my mom, what my mom was telling me and stuff like that as growing up. So a lot of baggy clothes and stuff like that. Even when others would tell me, why don't you wear tighter clothes? It was like, for me, like, I don't want to wear tight clothes. You know what I mean? Um, And and my, and so, but in my twenties, especially when I lost a lot of weight, I started dressing differently. Um, and yeah. I was always in my heels. Don't ask me how I would even, I don't even know, I don't even wear heels anymore, but anyway, heels all the time, and it was to cater to the male gaze. Um, and but that's not who I want, I never found that comfortable. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm someone who still, I now to this day, and my mom used to complain a lot to me, and she's like, Why don't you wear more colors? Why don't you wear this? Why don't you? And I'm like, I like my baggy black clothes, just leave me like, and now in close to my forties, I'm turning 39 this year. I'm just like, I don't care what I look like. I will wear the men's clothes because I find them comfortable. I want pockets. I need pockets. I don't want to be in 30, 35 degree, 36 degree weather wearing tight ass clothes. I will wear whatever that is comfortable. I do not care. This is the person I've always wanted to be. And I always changed myself because there was always somebody's opinion to tell me, wear this, do this, whatever. And now I'm just like, the gloves are off. I will wear my baggy clothes. If I want to wear a bra outside, I will. If I don't want to wear a bra outside, guess what? These tatas are going to be like flapping in the wind. I don't give two shits anymore. Your, your, yeah. your opinion of me does not matter. I don't care if you're looking at me. And number one, I'm not even interested in you. So fuck off. And even if I was, I would still yeah. be just like this. That's such a good point. And you brought up the fact
1: that you lost weight, right? And after depends, that experience yeah. that I had, yeah, after I had that experience, I started in, now, obviously, after years of therapy, and I know that I'm gonna out myself, and I'm okay with outing myself, I started gaining weight so that men wouldn't look at me. Do you know what I mean? I was just, mm-hmm. I didn't want that attention. Yeah, I didn't want it. and um, And you still find men that no matter what, if they want to sexualize you, they will. Absolutely. Ha- that is a porn category.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry to say that is a category of porn right there. Weight has nothing to do with it. Like nope. it, it has nothing to do nope. with it. The male, nope. gaze is the male gaze is the male gaze. Exactly. And, we uh, are there I- to, that's the thing. They believe that we are there just for that. Yeah. And they just sexualize us. It doesn't matter they fetishize I don't even know like yeah us it doesn't matter in what state whether we're pregnant not pregnant we're big we're skinny whatever it doesn't matter they will still sexualize us and objectify us because that is what we are to them
1: and that's and that's the thing and I feel I mean as a as a way to like overarch the entire conversation right this is the sexualization of BIPOC bodies we are examples of what Hypersexualization of of BIPOC bodies is. We didn't knock on wood yet, and hopefully ever, we haven't gotten murdered. Do you know what I mean? It is a Uh, problem.
0: And you know, there are instances where, again, we've talked about it, but there were times in my 20s where if somebody said something to me, I I am quick to react. I am half Mediterranean, half Caribbean. Let me tell you something you say something, and I will react quickly. And my dad, I remember telling me this. He said, one day you're going to get yourself killed. I didn't take it. Like it didn't, I didn't understand. Right. Because I'm here like thinking you cannot treat me the way you're treating me and get the, like, get away with it. Yeah. And it's only in my thirties that and, and I started, and we grow up and we find out that you can get away with it. You can't. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and, and you can. the law will protect you. Exactly. Yes. And they were like, well, guess what? She was asking for it. And it's like, Whoa, yep. Whoa, Whoa, yep. Whoa, exactly. exactly." That is it. Right. But it, I didn't understand those words that he told me. Right. Because how come men get to react, react immediately to something. And me as a woman can't. Yep. Like it didn't, it didn't dawn on me until in my thirties where I'm just like, diffuse the situation, ignore what they're saying. Sometimes there are times where again, I will, you know, engage, which isn't sometimes the best thing to do, you know? And then there are times where I'm like, back away, Carissa, just back away. But this is where I have an issue with white feminism is
1: that they think that because they tell you speak up and say and do and i'm like no, bitch don't- you understand my fucking context yeah, like- women that talk back like i do they end get up killed
0: yeah we get killed. like y'all did- don't understand like we end up dead we end up being sent in a box the size of your cell phone to
1: our parents yeah no so this you know shit's what, for bitch? real no i'm keeping my fucking mouth shut if i yeah. think that's gonna make me live another day yeah. that's the trauma i have yeah yeah, and this is not a girl that grew up in like the bad area of Mexico. I am talking, Carissa. You and I both know the kind of upbringing that we had. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. We were shan-
0: privileged. We were privileged. No, listen. We come from a very. We do come from a privileged background. Yeah. It's not to say that, but we are bipoc at the end of the day, and in all honesty, we are still seen as second, third, fourth, fifth class citizens. Yeah. That is we it. Are. I mean. It is at the end of the day, that is, you know, if we have white women tears and we're in a situation Uh where there is a white woman who uses her tears against us, let me tell you that white woman is going to, in the eyes of the law, be in the right and we're going to be in the wrong.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly it.
0: So that's that. We're not going to. I know this is like we can go on and on and on, but we're not going we to. We could. We could. Oh. We could. But it was awesome. The daughter of Lilith, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram. Right now, I'm taking
1: a little break from Instagram. So the profile is private, but go ahead and add me if you want. It's at the daughter of Lilith. Um, and I'm also on Twitter.
0: And I tweet seriously. <laughs> awesome. And that's, and we can still find you at the daughter of Lilith on Twitter. No, yes. I will add, I will add her handles anyway, as I always do. Um, folks, thank you so much for joining us. You know, that there's going to be other, we're going to have other episodes, but we ran out of time. We are going to love and leave you. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much, guys. Bonito dia. Bye. Okay, so I'm going to make this as short as possible because apparently there is construction happening all around and my microphone is going to pick it up. So we have come to the end of another epic two-part episode featuring the Divine Daughter of Lilith. I hope you enjoyed this very real and raw discussion. And remember, you can reach out to us anytime. You'll find our social media handles in the show notes. With all that being said, I hope you have a safe and blessed weekend and you will hear from me again next week with a bonus episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye!
1: You know, know that my vagina is not going to catch anything because I like her
0: and I I love her. That's where I went wrong with my ex-husband. I also said the same thing. That's a good-looking penis. Done. Also, do I qualify as a
1: sugar baby if I'm 37 years old, independent, and getting my graduate
0: degree? Oh, yeah. I, I get off on statistics. When I want to turn on Carissa,
1: I just whisper sweet well, nothings into her ear with numbers, and it doesn't